Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Come Sunday, I'm talking more about getting your inheritance and getting in there. Kind of got Wednesday and Sunday bouncing around with one another, but Sunday we're talking more about it. Because I mean, you know, you got the title deed, you got the faith for it, you can receive it, Amen. Let's go get in the Word. You ready? You got a pen, piece of paper. If not, get one. Let me say, we're teaching the Word in here. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Okay, here's what I want you to do. Your provision, write this down. Your provision is in your promise. Your provision is in your promise. Everything you need from God is found. Everything you need from God is found in the Word of God. Okay? Most, most Christians, we're going to go to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2, okay? 2 Peter 1 and 2. Most Christians know that we have an inheritance from God, promises he made, and, and, and he's provided for us. However, many Christians have not really clearly understood the actual form in which our inheritance comes, okay? So I want you to get this. Your inheritance comes in the currency of the promises of God, okay? Write that down. Your, your, okay? your, your inheritance comes in the form of the currency of the word of God. Okay? Does that make sense? Your inheritance comes in the form of currency. Meaning this. Like if somebody was going to leave you something, they would leave you. Like if I was going to leave you money, I'd leave you money. If I was going to leave you a car, I'd leave you a car. If I got something, maybe your mom left you something precious, like a ring or something like that. It came in its form. Jesus gave you your inheritance through the word of God. Does that make sense? So in the word of God, he put the ability in the promise for you to claim what it is he gave you access to through the word. Does that kind of, you kind of see how that goes? You see how that pulls in? You with me? You see it? You get your inheritance, your inheritance comes. So if Jesus said, like 1 Peter 2, right? He said, I give you health. Well, how'd you give me health? By his stripes you were healed. So what did he do? He put it in a promise. He gave you healing in the word. Philippians 4, right? What did he say? I meet all your needs according to my riches and glory. Where's the wealth? It's in the word. He didn't have money raining down in heaven and in the earth. He didn't have healing like he's throwing stuff down. It's in the word. So if you don't know where these promises come from or the benefits of this inheritance, you know what you do? You struggle to get what God gave you, but you got to go to the word to find it. Is that all right? So this is what happens. So I got to become word-based. My inheritance is found in the word of God. He said yes and amen to every promise in that book. That means they're all yours. Now you got to find them. Is that okay? So what do you need? You might need, how many of you feel like sometimes your mind's all over the place? Well, you need a sound mind. You go to 2 Timothy, right? You go in there and find what? Isn't it 2 Timothy 1.7? I think it is, right? Love, power, and a sound mind. So you got to go in there and find the word. Why do I got to find the word? That's where your inheritance is found, in the word. You understand because you're in, you got to get some guys, your inheritance was taken away from you when Adam fell. Jesus gave it back to you in the living word. He spoke it. The blessing that was spoken to you in the beginning came back on you because of Jesus. Remember all that? Now, how do I get it? You, now, let me explain something to you. you gotta, now, this is the part that bothers me. Why do I got to fight for it? Because the earth's cursed and it's trying to keep back everything that you got, but you got dominion over the earth because you're placed back in the place of authority like you were in the Eden-like condition in the beginning. So now you get it through your inheritance as what? Now watch this. If I don't know what's mine, you're going to struggle to get it. But if you know what's yours, you're going to stand and fight for it. Did you get that? I know you did. If I don't know what's mine, 
I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't know healing's for you, what do you do? You kind of deal with sick. If you don't know wealth is for you, you kind of play around with broke. If you don't know, but once I know, I know. Come on, man. I like it. It's like the girls with a coupon. You ever see the girls with a coupon? You know what I'm saying? Man, they're going to get that. They're going to get that dollar off that toothpaste. Let me tell you right here now. I got a coupon, man. Don't mess with me. Says right here, expiration date, none. I'm going to stay at that register and get what I'm supposed to get. Amen? Why? Because when you know it's yours, come on, guys, what do you do? You stand there and say, hey, don't, no, you're not taking my stuff. This is what I'm supposed to get. It's part of my benefit package. Amen? So remember this. So look at right here. Sec, look at this. 2 Peter 1, 2. We're going to read this. It says this. Now, when you get to everybody there, let, 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 let me show you something here. It says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you. You see that? Unto you through the knowledge. Now, watch this. We're going to go slow. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. So, so stop right there. So once you start getting knowledge about God, what do you start tapping into? Grace and peace. It starts giving you access to stuff you didn't have access to before you got knowledge. But once knowledge shows up, now grace and peace starts kicking in. You start seeing grace and peace? Grace is God's ability in you, allowing you to do what you could not do by yourself. Ain't that good news? That's what grace, grace is. Grease, I don't know what grease, grease, grace, I don't know. I'm all, grease, greasy grace. Remember they used to say that? They used to say that. Yeah, 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 greasy grace. It ain't greasy. Come on, somebody. Amen? Come on. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through what? The knowledge of God. So the more knowledge of God you get, what do you get? Multiplied grace and peace. Good. Well, here we go. Watch this. And of Jesus our Lord. Keep going. Watch this next part. According. Now, go slow here and just read it. According as his divine power, okay, hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him. Okay. According what? As his divine power hath what? Given us what? All things that pertain to life and godliness. That's natural life and spiritual life. So you got everything you need. According as his divine power. How many you know that's, that's anointed power, God power, Holy Spirit power, life-changing, dunamis, miracle-working power has given us all things, not some things. We got everything. Well, where's all these things? In the Word. They're in the Word. Now you got to go get them. And you got to claim them and get them by faith. Okay? I'm showing you how to obtain the promises of God tonight. Now, this is, ain't no other way to get it. You could cry, you could bawl, squall, sling snot all night long. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to be gross. You know, you're crying. God ain't going to move. Let me tell you something. God is not moved with your tears. He's moved by faith. He feels your tears. He's compassionate towards you. He loves you. He understands it, but he can't do nothing for you till you get to faith. And can I help you? Can I show you something? God is going to make sure you get into in faith whether it becomes uncomfortable or not to you, he don't care. He's going to get you in faith. Does that make sense? That's why the things God tell you sometimes are impossible. Because if you knew you could do it, you were in trouble. So you know what he does? Like, say, like, you get a project. Like, you know, I always thought, like, sometimes I was like, man, you know, we're, we're so unprepared sometimes when we do stuff in ministry. I feel like, dude, do we ever, like, really think this stuff through sometimes? I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm telling you right here. I'm like, I'm pretty good at preparing stuff, but I'm like, man, like, we're, we're supposed to. And God's like, look, bro, if I kept you 12 months out, you think you did it. 
So what I do is I tell you, do it in three months. How am I going to do this in three months, God? Now you need me. See what I'm saying? Some of the stuff you think you're not organized in, you're organized in. But God's like, look, you ain't going to get the, you ain't getting the glory, and it ain't going to be on your time. It's going to be on my time. You know what I'm saying, man? You prepared like God, how, do it now. Do it now? I got 12,000 things up in the air. You want me to do this now? Yeah, right now. Why in the world don't you tell me to do this right now? Don't make no sense. Well, if you do it right now, you're going to know it's not you doing it. It's me doing it in you. And you ain't going to get take none of the glory because you know you can't do it without me. Don't you worry about it. God's going to get the glory. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you're in the middle of something. Like, you're in the middle of doing something, and God's like, go to Bible school. Go to Bible school? What, are you kidding me? I got so much stuff going on. This is crazy. God's like, go now. Go now? Wasn't it easy to go last time? No, go now. Man, you're like, I can't do this now. No, duh. I'm telling you, listen to me. God, I don't know. I'm trying to locate where you're at. Abraham, go do this now. Why now? Go be the father of many nations. I got no kid. Don't make no sense. Now, now you know it's me. Can't be you. Got to be me. According as the divine power, all things pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Amen? That's power. Watch four. Keep going. Now, how'd he do it? Now, where'd he put this divine ability? In the word. And the word's in you. Because you born, it is in you. Because you're born again of the incorruptible word of God. It's in you. You understand what I mean? But that power is in you. But what do you do? You put these promises in you. How do I put these promises in me? Number one, revelation brings, let me tell you, revelation brings access to the things of God greater than any other way. You got to get revelation of them. Because here's the thing. Why does God make you go to the word? God makes you go to the word because he knows faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And without you going to the word, you can't find faith. God is always going to bring you back to the word because he knows that's the place faith is established. That's why when you and I ask the same question, like, why well, I got to go to the Bible? Because until you get to the Bible, you can't find faith to get what you want. So God says, get to the place of faith. How am I going to get faith? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You see it? So why do I always got to go back to the word? Look, you're in the financial business, right? He's he going to set you up. How are you going to get my retirement right, bro? He's going to tell me stuff about what? Retirement based upon, and when I hear what he tells me, faith's going to come for me retiring. Look, bro. Look, I'm, okay, Billy's going to set up cameras in the back when I go build the thing. I don't know nothing about no cameras. I'm going to go, Billy, well, how do I know I'm going to be safe? He's going to go, look at your phone, look at his app. There's 23 cameras running around the place telling you what. Oh, that makes sense. Faith for security comes by listening to security guy. Faith for finances come listening to faith guy. I said, Jeannie, I'm going around the world. I want to go to Antarctica. I don't even know if Antarctica is really there. And where in the world you land when you go to Antarctica? She'll tell you where to go. She'll give you tickets. You have paper. You ain't never been there. I said, Jeannie, you sure I'm coming back? She said, yeah, I know. You're going to go and you're going to come back. How I know. Faith to go on a trip comes from going to the travel lady. Come on, guys. Hello, aisle seven. George, I need windows and doors. Where do I go? He's going to hook me up. Are you here? Are you getting it? Faith comes for the word by hearing. So where do you think God's going to take you? He's going to take you to his book. Go look at my book and find my promise. Why? Because he knows the minute you hear my promise, faith will come. You want to know why you keep going back? Faith comes by hearing, not what you heard. Because here's the key. Most people don't get this. Is the air on in here? Are you freezing? 
If they're cold, just shut it down. I don't know. If people are cold, I don't know. Cold, hot. I feel great, but I don't know. They're all they're either cuddled up or bundled. Let's do a vote right now. Who's cold? Raise your hand. I don't know. It's a half mix. I don't know. It's like four people, eight people. Put it on medium, I guess. All right. Fine medium, Jerry. A lot of things going on here to Jerry. I got a lot of fires burning today. Amen. I don't know. Some of them are like this. Some of them have got a T-shirt on. I can't figure you people out. I don't know what to do. I'm trying to help the cold people. If you're not cold, really, somebody's like, I don't know if I'm cold. I ask your wife if you're cold. <clears throat> She'll tell you. Amen. Just that, yeah, turn half of them off. There you go. Half on, half off. Praise the Lord. Wow. This is some crew. Amen. Praise the Lord. I love you. I'm like really serious. I ask if people are cold. You know what some of them did? They looked at their spouse. Am I cold? Like, you don't know you're cold by yourself? Some of you have been married a long time. Amen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're like, honey, should I, should I raise my hand? All the guys are in trouble. Like, should I raise my hand? I feel hot all the time, but I, you're cold. I'll raise my hand. All right. You guys are cute. God bless you. That's why we're all going to stay married. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's good. A lot of you guys did it right. Like, I feel, hey, honey, am I cold? Wow. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. I guess you start, just keep listening to your wife. It's good for you. Amen. I promise. Amen. So faith comes. So why does God get you to the word? Because faith comes by hearing the word. And I know we hear this. But let me ask you a question. Now, get this part. Faith, this is where I really become kind of staunch in my thinking, and I think I'm right. Faith, faith cannot be left over. It has to be now. You know what I'm saying? What I mean by that? Because if it ain't now, it's not faith. So you can't live off of what you heard. You got to hear fresh. Because once you hear, you can step in it. Now, the more you hear, the more you kind of tip your scale but faith, here's the big thing. I don't think this faith grow thing, remember last week I told you, this faith grow thing is in your human spirit, not on the God side. So it means you have a greater capacity from hearing in the growing of your human spirit. But you got to hear again to release faith. Because once faith is heard, faith has got to be released. Now, faith getting released is important because that means this. I'm going to what? I receive it, then I release it. I release it by what I think, say, and do. Write that down. You release faith, faith by think, say, and do. Okay? So we go, we go slow. You release faith by think, say, and do. I, he could do exceedingly and abundantly above all you ask or think. Faith starts in the thinking. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Proverbs, right? So faith starts in the thinker. So faith is formed in, let me tell you something here now. Brother Hagin said it like this. Faith will work in your heart with doubt in your head. Right? Yeah, but I don't like it, all of it. I really don't. Because I'm going to tell you what, I like some of it. Don't get in trouble. Don't write me a letter. I like it, but I don't like this not thinking right in your head because I think it undoes what you got in your heart. So I don't mind you forming it in your heart because faith has to be of the heart. But I don't want you thinking some squirrely stuff long. Now, I understand what that means. Faith will work in the heart with doubt in your head. But if he could do exceedingly above all I ask or think, I better keep my thinking right. So I'm going to give it a little bit of time. Now, what I mean by this is this. Here's what I mean by this. Heart faith works, head faith don't. Heart faith works, head faith don't. Because Abraham had faith in the heart, but Thomas had faith in the head. He said, I'm not doing it. I don't care. Touch my nail, print in a hand, stick my hand in. Unless I see it and touch it, I'm not believing it. Thomas said what? If I can't put my hand... And the nail prints in your hand and stick my hand in your side, I'm not believing. 
What did he say? He said, if I don't see it and I don't what? Touch it, I won't believe it. Sense faith don't work. That's your senses. See and touch, taste and smell. Right? He said, my senses tell me, I'll believe it. But if my senses don't tell me, I won't believe it. He, Abraham said, who against hope believed in hope. No sense in that. See it? So here's what I'm saying. I get it, and I understand the thing in the heart and the head. And I understand that. I'm down. I, I agree with him. I don't want you to give it. But I don't want you thinking squirrely thoughts all the time because now I think faith, I really believe this, I think faith starts in the head before it ever gets in the heart. I'll tell you why. Because every time you think about it, say. Every time you think about it, say. Every time you think about it, say. Well, why do I got to keep my mouth on my thoughts? Very important. Because faith originates in the thinking. And I'll tell you why I think it happens. Because the soul and the spirit connect in the place of soul. Uh, it's like this. Uh, let me say it like this. That doesn't going to work right. Um, let's just say this. Uh, spirit and soul connect and, and think in the release side. And soul is very important because soul determines whether we're going to get faith to come over into the natural realm. Y yeah, you got to flip it. If you don't flip it, it don't work. Does that make sense? So if your soul, let me explain because I'm losing you. Here, if your soul shuts down on what the Spirit of God's saying, it ain't going to work, even though the Spirit of God can do it. So your intellect, your mind, your will, and your emotion, the soulish side, but in the spirit and the soul connect in the heart. Is that okay? That's your spirit. Let's not be fancy. Your heart's your spirit. You know what I'm saying? So what happens is your head starts going, how in the world is God going to do this? How in the world? Reason starts kicking in, right? Your mind, your intellect, your reason, and your, it starts going, what in the world? How the heck am I, what? How's this going to, what? And the next thing is God starts talking big. Like, Abraham, you're the father of many nations. He's like, what are you talking about? It's like his natural mind was like, I don't even have a kid. Take me outside, show me stars. Do all this. What's he trying to do? He's trying to not allow his soulish realm to shut down what the spirit of God is doing. And I got news to you. Your soul can shut down what the spirit of God is trying to do because it rejects what it hears in the spirit and says, not me. And the next thing you know, it undoes what God can do. And you are in control of your soul. That's why James said, you got to save that joker. Your mind needs to, that's why Romans 12, 1 and 2 is so important. Beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, renew your mind. You know what I mean by renew your mind? Think different thoughts. How you think different thoughts? The smartest thing you do is you start. Let me tell you something, man. Look at me. The smartest thing you do is you go to church. Because you don't even know who you are. I talk for people. I mean, I should just sit on the phone all day. I'm talking for people all over the country. All over the country. They don't know who they are. Everybody needs somebody to tell them who they are. You understand me? You come. You got to trust somebody, though, with your life. That's the problem. You've been trusting you. You ain't safe enough. You're dangerous. You're the most dangerous person walking on the face of the earth. The devil don't scare me. You scare me more than you. I, you scared me. The devil scares me. Because you can stop your destiny because you don't believe in you. That's why you got to go through and say, who can I trust with my life? And I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you right here now. That ain't easy neither because you'll search your whole life finding somebody to do that with. But tell me who I am. So you, you do. You see this stuff? You say, what's, my, why, what's wrong with my thinking? You don't think good enough about yourself. No, you don't, because all you remember is your past, and your past don't mean jack. Let me tell you something, man. I, I've been trying to teach you guys this, and you've been listening, and you're going to really listen, okay? Your imagination just is the key to everything in life, because your memory just shows me where you've been. 
Your memory, I'm going to say something, this is so bad, boy, I'm going to slap myself when I'm done. Your memory is useless. I could care less about your memory. I wish to God you'd bury your memory. You said the good stuff, all of it. Stick it in a box and forget about it. Even the good stuff, yeah, all the good stuff. Because the only thing it's good to look back at is to show you where you've been and show you how you can go forward. But I don't need no memory. Because why? Most people just stay trapped in time. And half of your memory is junk. That's why Paul said, I count it a joy to lose all my memory. He said, I forget those things. What? He called it a dung. He said, it's all dung. He said, that's poop, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to be cute, but Paul said poop in the Bible. He said, all that stuff just poop. <laughs> Somebody said, hallelujah, amen. You know what I'm saying? Straight up, he did. Why did he say that? He said, don't get stuck there. Because memory just shows me where you've been. Imagination shows me where you're going. And most people never live in their imagination. They just live in their memory, and then they reproduce the history. And now all you do is produce a history, repeat itself, because that's how you work on stuff, because now you're forming habit. See, discipline, let me explain this with you. Discipline does not, let me tell you, discipline's easy. Discipline is the easiest thing to master, but until you know how to do it, you'll never do it. It's easy. You want to know what you do? You just need vision. Vision is the key to discipline. Oh, yeah. It'll constrain you. Vision is the key to discipline. See, discipline for discipline's sake, you ain't going to do it. You're going to quit because you don't know why you're doing it because somebody told me to do it. Somebody told me. Somebody told me if I get on a treadmill, I'm going to be skinny. Somebody told me. Somebody told me. Somebody told me. Somebody told me to get a gym membership. Somebody told me. Somebody told me. Somebody told me to go here. Somebody told me to go to Weight Watcher. Somebody told me to go do this. Somebody told me to go. Somebody told, somebody told me. Somebody told me if you do this. Somebody told me that. Somebody told me that. Somebody, somebody, somebody told me to join a small group. Somebody told me. No, let's stop. Time out. You want to win? Get vision. This is who you are and this is what you're going to be. Now you get up in the morning. Why? Because vision's driving me. Vision brings constraint. Habits produce discipline. You don't get habits until you get vision. Once you get vision, you get habits. Once you get habits, you get discipline. But habits aren't formed until you get vision. You got to see yourself there. Most people can't see themselves there because they're trapped in their memory, and you just repeat your history. And that's why I'm like, oh, praise God, I'm going to go start something new. Now, new ain't going to fix you. New ain't even going to help you. But if we unwire you and get you out of memory and put you in imagination, we're going to create the new you. Because then we're going to give you vision. Well, where am I going to get vision? From somebody who knows more about you than you do. How do you know more about me than you? I know what that book says about you. I don't need to know you. Pastor Liz makes me laugh. She goes, how do you know this? I said, I don't need to know people. I know God. <laughs> she said, what did you say? I said, I don't need to know people. I said, I need God. That's like, when you know God, you know people. I don't need to know people. You can come in here with 42 different things and try to tell me I find you in the Word and locate you like that. I locate myself there. That's why I know when I'm being a bonehead. I locate myself when I need to make adjustments. It's simple. You open that book and promise yourself you'll do what that book says about you, you're guaranteed success. Everywhere you kick against it, you will lose. You will lose every time you kick against God. You can't win. You ain't lying to nobody but yourself. It's all true. It's what you're saying. I ain't got, you, you, I mean, look, man, only, listen. Here's the problem. Let me say, there ain't nothing wrong with you, and you ain't broken. Stop thinking you're broken. Man, I'm so, the church, I said that that one week when they're here, please, I hope nobody gets offended. It was like, well, you know, I'm broken. You ain't broken. 
Jesus didn't die to keep you broken. You might have broke, but we're going to put you back together. You don't see what I'm saying? Like, the church got you living broken the rest of your life. You ain't no broken nothing. You're a brand new creature in Christ Jesus, man. We're going to pump you up so big when you see who you are, you're going to be like, hey, 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 hey. You're going to get your swagger back, some of you. You're going to get your bounce back. You're going to get a little glide in your stride again. Woo! You gotta get your back. No, it's all right. You all, well, I'm busted up and broken, and uh, I'm a busted crayon. Shut your mouth. You know, busted crayon. They, I read that one day. You got in trouble with it too, Kentucky. You got, you got in trouble. She got in Broke crayons. Broke crayons. I said, shut your mouth. Broke crayons we throw in the garbage. My kids had so many broke crayons, I threw them in the garbage. They got a brand new box. I like it. It sounds cute. You understand what I'm saying? It sounds cute. And I'm not pushing against nobody that said the broke crayon still colors. I don't know who said that. God bless all you people that said broke crayon still color. They do, but ain't nobody using them. But what you do with that daycare when they break a crayon, Miss Flo? I throw it in a dumpster. Why? Because a brand new box of crayons is like 50 cents. If that. And we go buy a new one. And what do we do? Let me explain this to you. Don't get mad at all you broke crayon people. I got news for you. You might have been broke, busted, and disgusted, but Jesus put you back together. Because you ain't you. See, when you tell me you're broken, you have not figured out who you are in Christ yet. Because you're a new creature in Christ. You ain't the same. And you say, well, Pastor, I was jacked up last night. Guess what? You better get my revelations. I've been telling you. When I'm walking, he's washing. And when I'm walking, he's washing. And I'm brand new for eternity. I ain't brand new just when I got saved. To come on, somebody, 20 years ago. I'm brand new right now. Why? Because if it ain't faith, it ain't now. And God just stays in the now. He don't ever leave now. So my eternity. Eternal redemption is secure because that blood is washing me clean every second of every minute of every moment of every day. And you say, who do you think you are? I think I'm the man in that Bible. Who do you think you are? I'm with that book. Said, I ain't never heard that before. That's the truth about you. Continual, eternally redeemed. Whose idea was that? God's idea. You got eternal forgiveness eternal forgiveness, yeah, because he knew you were going to be a bonehead and you were going to get in trouble the next day. But I got eternal forgiveness. That blood washed you clean like pure white snow. Why that? Because you could say clean forever. Say, what you do when I get dirty? You can't stick dirty on me. The court's rigged. I told you that on Sunday. When the devil tries to accuse you of the nonsense of life, that blood starts screaming out, forgiven, righteous, redeemed, sanctified, whole. Woo! Come on, somebody. Once you see it, you know what you do? I ain't hanging out over here. My game just went up. I don't hang out with, you know, Uncle Joe and the nitwits. You know what I'm saying? I'm out. You know what I'm saying? These people call you up, hey, you want to come out? No, you, 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 you don't understand who you, 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 you don't understand who I am. I ain't hanging out with you. Can't hang out with you. Hanging out with you is going to cost me my identity in him. But I got to have friends. I t- hey, let me tell you something. Oh, I'm on something right now. All those friends you want to go get, you better leave them. They don't honor you nor respect you. 
They would have listened to you by now. You over there trying to go in there and try to, oh, I'm going to help somebody. Hey, go call them up once and go, you want to come out? You ain't coming out? Bye. See you later. I'm telling you, listen to me. You could be a witness, but some of you, you like hanging around slippery creek banks. You'll fall in. All right, that's, that's free. Take that with you. You know what I'm saying? You go get the fellas. Like, hey, guys. Nah, man, they're trying to pull you in their world. Ask them. Keep asking them. Send them a text. But say, I can't go where you're going because where you're going, I can't go. Why is that? Well, I got to have my friends, the fellas. Man, shut your mouth, your friends, the fellas. Grow up. You ain't 20 years old. I'm going to tell you some of you people, you're immature, you little babies. You know what I got to deal with half the time? 40-year-old men and women that think they're 20-year-olds. No, I'm on something right here. This is where, see, this is why you should keep me on the platform. Because when I get down here, I'll pick up your, I'll pick up your airwaves. But I got somebody right now. I don't know who you are. But I know I got you. You think you're 20 years old. You ain't 20 years old. Well, I wanted to do this. I didn't have this when I was, when I was 20. Now you're 40. Shut your mouth. You don't get to play like you're 20. You're a grown adult. Wake up, take responsibility, and go do what you're supposed to be doing. 20's over, baby. Look at your neighbor. Say, I hope he ain't talking to you. Look at your other neighbor. Say, he might be talking to you. You know what I mean? Like, I got to go. I got to have. Man, I had this one joker show up. George, you should have seen this cat. I almost smacked him in the mouth. Young guy coming here. Say, I got to have me time. I said, me time? What? This bro, I said, man, I had this young dude, me time. Guy got married, got a wife, said, oh, I got to have me time. Pastor, got to have me time. I said, yeah, bro, I know exactly what you mean, me time. That's why I, I straight up, I set this joker up so bad. I said, yeah, I got me time. I said, yeah, man, me time. I got to have me time. You know, I come home and see yakety, 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 yakety. I said, yeah, man, me time. I got me time every day. Yeah, pastor, that's what I'm saying. I told her I want me time. I said, I got me time every day, bro. Me time. It's all about me. I got me time. I, he said, yeah. And I said, wait, man, then you have kids and they pulling you all over and the wife pulling you all over. He's like, yeah, I got to have me time. You know what I'm talking about. You got to fix her. I said, yeah, I said, I got me time every day, bro. He's like, really? I'm like, yeah. Let me tell you when me time starts. Me time starts when I lay my head on the pillow at night. And me time's over when my eyes open up in the morning, you selfish mess. What do you think you want to do? Live your life by yourself? Shut your mouth and get out there and do what you're supposed to. Me time's over. You ain't 12. You should have stood single. You want to go have me time. You're a married man. Go in there and take care of your needs. Oh, now you're going to bang the pole. I'm the man. She needs to submit. If I was her, I'd smack you in the head. She should leave you, you ding dong. Me time. Give me a break. Me time. Let me tell you something. Get married, half of you dies. Have a kid, the rest of you is dead. God bless me, praise the Lord, somebody preach, amen. That's the end of your me time. Me time, fool, I almost grab, snatch him up. Oh, I swear to God, I'll snatch him up by the back of his head, smack him. Clown, come in the office, try to tell me about me time. Yeah, me time starts when your head hits the pillow at night, and me time's over, gentlemen, the minute your eyes open up. Why? Because your life isn't about what other people do for you, it's about what you do for another. Works both ways. You know what I'm saying? Amen? And I understand. There's balance. You get what I'm saying. But you just joke kidding me. You want to come home and just chill out all day. Come on, man. I know how we got on that, but that was funny. Wasn't it funny? I said, I can't believe this dude. Then they work like four hours a day. I'm like, man, I'm going to smack you. I don't know. I don't know. A couple hours. I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm old school. You got a problem with me. I got, I'm messed up. I think everybody needs a job. I don't know. Come on, you ever get a job, get two jobs, job just live in the live in the blessing. Come on. 
My job's not easy, man. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you've got to help people get there, and they don't want to get help. Okay, so where's the promises, amen? So you got to remember that. And the wives, don't go home and hammer your husband about me time. Because some, some of you need, some of you got to say stuff. We didn't have me. Oh, you better be quiet. Right? Here's the thing. God's provision is waiting for you in his promises. Did you get that? Yeah, you're going to say everything you need is in there. So through the knowledge of God and Jesus, you're going to get these things going. Now, I want you to see this, okay? God's provision is in there, and it's found in his word. Did you pull that in when I told you that? You got to get that now. Now, why does God want you going to the word? Because when you go to the word, faith comes. And he knows that there's no way to help you without faith. Is that all right? So you got to get faith. If you're going to step out in this thing, you're going to have to have faith to walk in this promise. Now, let me give you some of these things so you can kind of pull these in, okay? Because I think this is really, really important for you to pull this in, okay? You got that, Second Peter? Look at John 101. We're going to give you a bunch of scriptures. John 101. Go to John chapter 1. Now, now pull this in, okay? Now, you got to do this stuff because you got to, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Did you get that? So, in the beginning, God and the Word was one because Jesus is the Word. You got that? Jesus is the Word, okay? So, if Jesus is the Word, wouldn't you think he'd want you to get the Word? You better believe it. Now, everybody's going to say, well, how do I do it? Now, you got to do the work. You got to go get that promise, and you got to put that promise in you. You got to meditate in that Word. You got to work, meditate. Now, that's what Romans 12, 1 and 2 says what? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your body a living sacrifice, which is your reasonable service, holy and just and acceptable in the Lord, right? That you be not conformed, but be ye transformed through the renewing of the mind. You got to renew your mind. Your thinking ain't right. Okay? Your thinking is not right. That's the, you're smart. You understand that? That's not wrong. So what, remember this. What am I supposed to think? The word of God. Now, now, let me show you something right here now. Most people don't know that. Because they think their thoughts are them. I'm on something here. Your thoughts are not you. Did you get that? Your thoughts are not you. You've never had an original thought a day in your life. Your thoughts either come from God or the devil. They're not you. So you got to filter your thought and say, can I even hang on to this thing? Is this even me? Remember? You, you, you understand what I just said? What am I supposed to think? Because usually most of the stuff you think about you ain't true. It's a lie. Because the accuser of the brethren is working day and night. Remember we read that in Revelation? Day and night he's trying to accuse you of stuff that you did not even really do. And he's trying to talk this nonsense to you. That's why you got to what? You got to do the second Corinthians cast down. Cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself a bunch of knowledge of God. Bring it into obedience, every act of disobedience that comes from the word. You got to filter your thoughts. Write that down. I got to filter my thoughts. So you got to ask yourself, can I think about what I think about, and does this thought line up with the Word of God? Now, most people are challenged by this because it seems like it's a lot of work. Well, it's a whole lot more work not doing it than it is doing it. You know what I mean? You know, that's 2 Corinthians 10.3, ain't it? I think it is. Hey, flip over there real quick, and then we'll come back. Can we check that out? I think I'm right. 2 Corinthians 10.3, ain't it? 10.3. 2 Corinthians 10.3. Go there real quick. Go there real quick. We can read this real fast. we got like 10 minutes. We could do this. 2 Corinthians 10 and 3. You guys doing good? You all right with this? For though we walk in the flesh, right there, oh, you better pull that in. For though we walk in the flesh, for though we walk, we don't walk war after the flesh. He said this ain't a carnal battle. You're in a spiritual battle. Everybody say spiritual battle. Spiritual battles, it's, spiritual battles need spiritual weapons. So you can't be out there, you know, you're going to go, you go to war, right? You watch these soldiers. God bless this military. You know the soldiers? These guys go to war. You don't go out there with a cap gun. They got AK-47s and all this stuff. Why? They fighting a battle with an enemy. He's real. You can't just shoot there with a cap gun. This ain't play. 
You can't go out in this spiritual place and not know how to fight. The fight of faith. See what it says? For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Keep going. Watch this. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. What do you mean a stronghold? Strongholds get in your mind. Where do they come from? Wrong thoughts. It's like a fortress in your head. Where did it come from? Try to get you to see yourself different than you really are. Keep going. Watch this. Cast down what? Oh, I got a question for you. Where's imaginations coming from? Usually your memory. Okay? If I can get your imagination to take you in your future, then we're going somewhere. But where do most imaginations come from now? The past. Until we give you new ones from the Word of God, which create your future. Because your memory just shows me where you've been. Your imagination shows me where you can go. So why do you think the devil tries to give you a bad image of your future? Because he don't want you to ever become anything. So he tries to take you back to your past to show you what your future is going to look like, and that's why you quit. But once we fill your imagination with the right stuff, guess what you do? You start planning and thinking the way you're supposed to think because the Bible says to us a lot. It says, cast down and every high thing is all sons of the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Watch this. Watch six now. You're going to see it. Keep going. Pull that up. And having your readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience has been fulfilled. What's that mean? What's my obedience being fulfilled? Capturing every thought. See, once you start capturing every thought, guess what happens? Let me show you something about the devil. You ready? Until you start capturing thoughts, he's going to keep bombarding your mind. But the minute you start catching those thoughts, he's going to get tired of fighting with you and he'll go somewhere else. See, you keep saying, why is these thoughts coming to my head? 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 The devil don't even try with me no more. Now, go slow. I'm not trying to brag. I'm trying to teach you how it happens. In the beginning, I thought I was losing my mind. You got to stand there. If you get soft, you'll quit. And go, I can't take this. You could take it. There's a way of escape. You stand there and open your mouth. And then I had these people in church. I go pray in tongues. I don't want you praying in tongues. I want you opening your mouth. When the devil speaks to your head, you open your mouth and speak to him in the spirit. You don't need to go pray in tongues. You go pray in tongues another time. But when he talks to your head, we like, oh, you ain't going to be nothing. I want you to stand there and say, confess the word of God. Out loud. Out loud. You start getting depressed. Oh, what are you going to do? Oh, what are you going to do? I bind you, devil. I plead the blood of Jesus against you. Say, why do I got to be loud? Brother Hagin used to say like this. He said, God ain't deaf. And he said, yeah, he ain't nervous neither. You know what I'm saying by that? Why are you getting so nervous being so loud? Heaven's loud. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to shake your atmosphere. I bind you, devil. Brother Norval used to do it like that, right? He'd get all rough. I said, what do you do? Take authority over it. You know, he'd always be like that. Take authority over what? I can't even see it. Well, you got to, listen, just because he's invisible, and guess what? Just because he's invisible doesn't mean he's imaginary. He's real. You know what I'm saying? He's like over there talking. Where it sounds like somebody talking. What are you talking about? You ain't going to do that. You can't do that. You can't be this. You can't be that. I bind you in Jesus' name. I plead the blood of Jesus. All things you need, the name of Jesus and the blood. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus against you. I have a sound mind. Is that 2 Timothy 1 and 7? I think it is. Find it. Is that 2 Timothy 1 7? Is that right? 2 Timothy 1 7. Is that right? Go there, Kentucky. See if that's right. And then we'll come back over here. Thank you. She's doing good. 2 Timothy 1 and 7. Just write it down. I think I'm right. It says, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power. For God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. 
Go in there and find it. I got love, power, and a sound mind. I got a sound mind. I got a sound. My mind is sound. You got to speak it. Because you know what happens? Fear tries to come in. And then symptoms try to come in. What happens when you get a symptom? You know what you need to do with symptoms? This is going to sound bad. Ignore them. Ignore them. Now, you got to be careful right here. Some of you say, well, Pastor Chris, what if I get some kind of symptom? You know what I'm saying. Ignore some of that stuff. Oh, you know, where are you going to get the money from? Hush, shut your mouth. Philippians chapter 4, that's where I'm going to get the money from. That's where I'm getting the money from. He needs all my needs according to his riches and glory. That's where I'm getting the money from. Why don't you shut your mouth, devil? I didn't hear no, I don't hear nothing audible. Don't be around a lot of people when you do this. They're going to think you're crazy. But, what? well, you know, but you know you're know, you all messed up. You messed up your whole life. Your whole life, you got a record, and now you're messed up. Y'all, shut your mouth. God, I'm a new creature. Shut your mouth. Shut up. And don't stand there like a little baby Christian. It's all quiet. You going you gonna to run away from that? No. You're not going to leave that. You ever yell at a dog that ain't yours? You know what I'm saying? I got one. He looks tough. He ain't that tough, but he looks tough. If I seen him in the alley, I'd say, hey, get out of here. I scared that joint. One time I was walking, and a big old Rottweiler came. And I didn't know if the thing was safe. It didn't look safe, and it kind of come running. And, you know, you don't know if those people got that Invisifence and all. I wasn't taking a chance. You know, an Invisifence and all this other stuff. Didn't look like they, that neighborhood they had Invisifence. And I seen this dog coming over here. And I, this dog started coming. And I was like, like oh, shoo. Shoo, shoo, little buttercup. Shoo, shoo. That's what you're doing with the devil. Shoo, 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 little fella. Shoo, 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 shoo. Now it's like, hey, get out of here. Hey. That dog looked at me like I was something to be worried about, and I got away quick. Because I don't want that joker coming at me. Are you going to sit there and do that? Shoo, 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 little devil. Little devil, go away, go away, go away, little devil. Bye-bye, go away. No, man, you got to get loud and bold. I bind you. I bind you. Why? Because you're going to hang if there's If there's stuff flying around me that I can't see because there's an invisible world, but it's real, and you got angels and you got demons, and they're whispering, and you're, you're going to go away from, shoo, shoo, little buddy. No, you're not going to go away from that. I bind you. I take authority over this. Say, you're crazy, Pastor Chris. Oh, I'm crazy? I'm not crazy. This is what's going on in your head. It's in your head. How are you going to get your head to shut up? Oh, I'll tell you how. You get your mouth open. Don't go running and praying in no tongues. Pray in tongues before you do the shouting. Where are you here to where are you hear this stuff from anyway? Where is this stuff? It's so real, it's in your head. Where did it come from? It didn't come from God. Go back to that second Corinthians, please. 10:6. Where did it come from? It's in your head. Where come? You know what I asked God? How come? He goes, fall in the man. Wanna know what happened? In the garden. Because there was no other thing but God's voice. But reason showed up in the garden when rebellion showed up in the garden. And you know what those thoughts are? They're rebellious. That's why he said discipline them. Because every thought that's outside of God's word is rebellion. And that's what happened when Eve went in there. She listened to the rebellious thought because she, she thought it was creativity. It's slippery because it looks like it's creativity, but it's not. It's rebellion in disguise. And a lot of your creativity will look like rebellion in disguise if you're not careful. Because what it looks like is like, oh, I'm just trying to be. No, you're not. You better pull it back and find it to line up with the Word of God. Having in readiness to rinse all disobedience when you're obedient. Oh, having in readiness to rinse all disobedience. How can an idea become disobedience? Because it's outside of the Word of God, which is total obedience. It's rebellion. Because the voice of reason is always the voice of rebellion. Yeah, you better write that down. 
The voice of reason is always the voice of rebellion. Because there's only one truth, it's God's word. So everything else besides God's, when God, God just wants yes, remember that? You think God really wanted Adam and Eve to make decisions? No. Free will was never supposed to be for mankind. Free will was never supposed to be in the agenda for mankind. You were never supposed to make choices. You were just supposed to be obedient. Free will came because of the fall of man. God just wants yes out of you. He never wanted anything out of you. He wants to speak and you say yes. Rebellion showed up because decision showed up, but decision was really rebellion in disguise. You could do what you want to do. You want to be wise? What's your life going to look like when you just stick to the word? It's easy. It's autopilot. Just kick them out. It's gonna, it'll take you to your destination. That's why he wants you back in the word. That's why faith only comes from the word. That's why the provision. So here's what he did. He left you the book of provision in the word. Does that make sense? So what I got to do? I got to find a scripture for everything I'm believing to inherit. They're there. They're there. They're there. I was, I was watching, like, um, the one guy was believing for a plane, and we're not going, just hear me. And the one guy was believing for a plane, right? Okay? You know that's what I'm talking about. He's sitting in there, and he's like, I'm believing God for a plane. because man, I can't find a scripture for this joker. And he was just chilling, man. And, and I think it was um, uh, Tudor Bismarck or one of those guys from Africa came over and was sitting there. He said in front of him, and he said, Pastor, your pain is in Ecclesiastes, right? What's it say? Flying on the wings of, the word flies on the wings of an iron bird or something like that. What's, how's it go? You know what it is. It's something in there. Don't go. I'll find it for you one day. He said, he says, he says, the word will fly on the wings of something. And he said, there it is. He goes, and he said, there it was. And he said, you know, I got the thing. He found it. Yeah, he'll make your voice. Yeah, ride upon the high places. Of, your voice will ride upon the high places of the earth on the wings. And he, they found it. And they found it in there. It's in Ecclesiastes. I know where it is. I got it in my Bible somewhere. But I don't want to take the time to go there. And he said, there it was. Because he didn't, and the guy got it in the spirit that he was believing God. And he said, pastor, you're playing. And for preaching from the pulpit. That's why I'm a prophet. That's why you need to pay attention. I prophesy your future in here. That's why you grab it and take it. Say, that's mine. That's mine. That's mine. Wherever house you're in, you stand. You can't only go as far as that pulpit. That's why people are crazy. They go to church. I go to church around the corner. You're nuts. You better make sure the church around the corner has got what you need. Otherwise, you're just wasting time. You can't go nowhere. You'll never go beyond that pulpit. Never. Not a day in your life. So you better make sure you're in the right pulpit. I'm telling you, listen to me. Say, ah, you better pay attention. That's the truth. Some guys won't tell you that. You know why? Because I keep you here if I don't tell you that. But you ain't getting no further than me. But you ain't going to beat me because I'm going to outwork everybody. So don't worry about it. So you'll be all right with me. Because I'm going to put 50 in next week, 60. I'm just going to stay loaded up. I'm going to pray in tongues all night. <laughs> Why? Because I want it so bad and I want you to get it. So that's neither here nor there. So you see this? Have a readiness to revenge all disobedience. What am I telling you? It's in the word. Once you find the word, you find the perfect marriage in the word. You got that? I told those guys Sunday a little bit. I said, man, some of that stuff, it's in the word. You got to find it. So like, I'm mad. You're mad because you resent her. You resent her because it's in the Bible. Well, I don't know what's in the Bible. It's in Colossians. Why do you resent her? There ain't nothing wrong with her. She's sweet. Because it's in your DNA to resent her. Because she's the thing that separated you from God in the beginning. That's why he said, love your wife like Jesus loved the church. <laughs> Henry, I swear to God, I love you. I always have and always will. 
I tell you what, Henry's my guy. Henry, you, he just tells me everything the way it is. I love it. And having read his Oprah, you sound like Brother Norval, too. That's really did it up. And having it I said, Brother Norval, what do I do with this girl? I told him about Liz one time. I said, what do I do with this girl? He said, kiss her to her toes curl. <laughs> I said, well, bro. <laughs> bro, you got to slow down. I said, all due respect, what does that mean? He said, kiss her till you make her toes curl. I said, kiss her till I make her toes curl. He said, yeah, you silly thing. <laughs> I, I said, my God, how am I going to know her toes are curling? <laughs> I don't think it was, I think it was just, just kiss her to, kiss her to, I don't know, just kiss her to her toes curl. I don't figure it out. I can't help you on everything. Norman, kiss her to her toes curl. I don't know, whatever. I guess there's no hope for me. Seven, watch. Having readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Watch this. Do you look on the things after the hour to parents? No, after Christ, let him say things again. In Christ, so are we in Christ. He's saying what? He said, you can't just look at this thing like an outside natural battle. It's not. It's a spiritual war. Okay? So come back over here real quick, and then you can play. You can play, because I, I don't want to keep him too late. Ready? Oh, you guys got break this week. I should keep you late. Amen? No. Y'all trying to, like, shut me down, shut me down, but the Spirit of God just quickened me. Amen? Go to, go to John 1 and 1. You're like, oh, please let me go. Please. All right, I'm going to let you go. John 1 and 1. Go back to John 1 and 1. Can we just read all the way just in here, and I'm going to show you something here? I want you to get this, and I want you to pull this in. Because the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Okay? That's a lot. So what do I got to do? I got to go to the Word, and I got to become one with the Word. Now, why do I become one? Now, listen to me. You don't think sometimes the Word of God is working, but it's working. Because there's power in the promise to produce the promise. That's where God hid it in the word. See, because here's what you got to remember. Let me show you what happened. God couldn't come back. This is really important. So give me like the next five minutes and just catch this. God couldn't come back and just rectify everything that Adam had lost. He had to get it into the earth a different way. He got it into the earth through words. The last will and testament is the inheritance to the church. So Jesus, th think of this. This is why you got to go to Word. I asked this question. I couldn't figure it out. So God had to tell me. Okay? Come on, pay attention. Right? Stay with me. Why in the world do we got to go to Word? I can't get the blessings back to you without the Word of God because it left the earth when Adam sinned. So now the only way to get it over in the inheritance package is through that book. So the only way you can get what you need from me is through the Word of God. So you got to go through the Word of God. Without the Word of God, you don't have legal jurisdiction to claim what it is I left you, even though it is yours. The earth's still going to fight you because the earth lost it all when Adam sinned. It was all supposed to be eaten for you. But because of Adam's sin, you lost everything. But I gave you everything back through dominion. But here's the deal. You're going to have to usurp the authority in the earth and tell it it has to give you what I said you got through your inheritance package in the Word of God. So when you stand there with the Word of God in your mouth and declare and decree what the Bible says about you and you put a demand on it, the earth has to give you what God already preordained for you to have. But without word, you don't have no jurisdiction, even though it's yours. Do you see it? Because you're in a fall. Guys, get this. You are a supernatural being in a fallen earth that makes itself think and press upon you. You don't deserve nothing. But I got news for you. You deserve everything. And it'll try to keep you away from everything if you allow it. But if you push back against it, it'll demand, it'll demand what it is you deserve, it has to give you because you're God being in a fallen place. But the fallen place ain't just going to give it to you because you're here. They ain't rolling out no red carpet because you're here with Christ. But you got the word of God in your heart and in your mouth and you declare and decree, it has to give to you what God said because guess what? It's the high thought. But here's the thing. God can't just give it to you because you're his. 
He still he wants to give it to you, but you got to what? You got to have the fight of faith because faith overcomes the world. Remember, James. So we got to. So even though it's yours, what do I got to do? I got to stand there with the word of God in my mouth and faith in my heart and believe I receive when I pray and stand there. Why? Because this earth's going to try to say it ain't yours. Because the devil's in the earth. Man, I'm going to tell you what happens. This is how it works, okay? Watch me. And I, I, can I read? I'm not going to read this. I'll pick this up next week. Let me just show you this, and I'll let you go. Ready? It's in. Remember I told you this? Everything that's eternal has to get into time. Has to. See, God gave eternal provision forever. Okay? But faith pulls it into time. So God laid up before the foundation of the earth everything mankind was going to need. But it's in the eternal. But we're in the temporal. So the only way to get the eternal into the temporal is with the hand of faith. You reach out into it and you pull it in. Faith pulls in the eternal that's already been provided. But it pulls it from one dimension. It's kind of like the fourth dimension. And we live in a three-dimensional world. You reach into another dimension with faith and you pull into this dimension that we live in the eternal blessings of God through the Word of God. But without faith, you can't get it. Where is it? I have no idea. But it's in the heavenlies, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. I, I'm, I don't have it. You know what I mean? It's there, though. But it materializes. Through the world, we understand that the world was framed by the Word of God. How do you frame a new world with new word? New faith-filled words frame your world. But he already laid up the blessings. So what you do is you reach out, you call it. Remember I told you you got to call it. you got to call healing. Well, where is healing? In eternity. Healing's in heaven. Healing's in you. You call it. What's your body? Healed and whole. You call it. You call it. You got to call it. Why do I got to call it? Why don't you just do it? Because you're in a fallen earth. And everything in this fallen earth is going to try to say, you don't get nothing. But you stand there and you got to say what? I call it. I call it. Call those things that be not as though they were. Whosoever believes, whatsoever he says, he shall have whatsoever he says. Whoever shall stand to that mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, shall not down his heart, but shall believe whatsoever he says. He shall have whatsoever he says. Have whatsoever he says. What are you talking about? I'm talking about a God-dominant being, you, a supernatural being in the earth. Man, I'm telling you, the earth's quaking when it sees you. It's quaking when it sees you. Because when it sees you, it sees him. And it doesn't know what to do. It understands it has to bow. Everything has to bow its knee before you. Because you're in him. But you're getting a revelation of who you are. Once you get a revelation of who you are, you better watch out. See, this how you, you call it. You see it? It's in eternity. This is the cool part. I used it before, but you got to see it. How did God get the devil out of eternity? He put him in time. Because once he puts him in time, what does he do? He puts him in the earth. See, the earth's on a time clock. Heaven's not. Heaven's forever. Earth's temporal. It's going to be over. And when it ends, he'll build a new heaven and a new earth. And he's got an end date. But how did he give him an end date? He put him in a temporal place. Until he put him in a temporal place, he had eternal status. He had eternal status forever, and God said, you can't stay here no more in the heavenly, so I'll put you in the earth. Because once I trapped you in time, your time will be up. That's why he's miserable. That's why he's trapped in the earth trying to cause havoc. Why do you think in the last days it's going to get worse? He knows this talk's ticking. Tick. Next time he tells you something evil, you tell him, tick, 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 tick. Next time he speaks to your head, go, hey, devil, tick, 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 tick. Hey, devil! Next time he tells you you're broke, go, hey! Tick, 
tick, tick, tick, tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, tock. Your time's running out. My time's just beginning. Because I'm in the temporal world as an eternal being, and you were an eternal being. Now you're trapped in the temporal time clock. I don't understand the borders of temporal. I'm an eternal being. You, my friend, are over. And I will be eternal. And you'll be trapped in a pit forever. That's why he's evil. He don't, because you want to know why? You got an inheritance he gave up. And he's wicked forever. But you got dominion. So what I got to do? Go to those promises. Now listen to me. Here's what you do. What you need, you got to go to the word. Because here's the thing you got to get. Faith doesn't come from what you heard. Faith. Now here's the big one. I don't want you leaving this building without this. If you tell me it's faith and it's going to happen, you ain't even touched faith yet. These people talk in church wrong. Well, it's, I'm, I'm waiting for the manifestation. Don't talk like that. I don't want to hear nothing about no manifestation. You live like it's now. I believed I received when I prayed. If somebody says, well, where is it? Say, I believed I received when I prayed. I ain't waiting for nothing to happen. I got the money now. See, if you're waiting for the money to show up, believe, why do you use money? Because money's easy. Some money's something that's got to touch your hand. You know what I mean? If you're believing you receive the car, you're believing you receive the thing, whatever you believe you receive, how you do it? Well, when I, praise God, brother, when I see it. No, that ain't faith. I believed I received when I, oh, how do you act when you got something? You don't walk around like some beggar. You thank God. What do you thank God for? What I got. I believed I received when I prayed. Thank you, Lord. What do you do a week from now? Thank you, Lord. I believed I received when I prayed. Pop, pop Mark eleven twenty three and 24 up there. Let them see this. Faith is now. If it ain't now, it ain't faith. You got to keep hearing this stuff. Because how many times we pray these goofy prayers? Oh, thank you, God. You didn't believe you received when you prayed, so how's it going to work? It don't work. See, look, you've been praying for your loved ones, and you pray, well, I pray. And then you go look at them to tell me whether this is working or not. Nope. That's not faith. Verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto the mountain, what's the mountain? Mountains are problems. Mountains are circumstances. Mountain, he ain't talking about talking about a regular mountain. He's talking about stuff. Be thou removed, be thou cast to sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe, but shall believe, but those things he said shall come to pass, he shall. That's why you better stop lying. Look at me. You better never let another lie come out of your mouth. Why? Because you defuse your faith and you defraud your faith because you don't believe what you say. So why are you going to believe when you speak to a mountain? Lying is the most stupidest thing you could do as a believer. Don't lie about nothing. I'm telling you, you better get some character in here. I had this thing going on the other day. So I'll tell you. I got, I got this coupon, right? And this coupon, I used this coupon, man. The thing would not redeem. They were with me. I was like, I used the coupon like three times. I was like, man, I can't tell them I didn't use it. Because I used it. But nobody redeemed it. So I told the lady yesterday, I was over there the other day, I said, hey, I used this, but it never got redeemed. What do you want to do with it? She said, I can redeem it. I said, that's on you now. But I ain't going to lie. They say, I said, I used it, but it didn't redeem. She clicked it and got it to work. I said, you're the only one in the last three that got it to work. Praise God. That's it. We were done. But I'm not lying. Why are you going to lie? 
Because if I don't believe what I say with the stupid coupon, how am I going to tell the devil what to go do and believe he's going to go? Be over there, you smart, lying at work. But if work makes you lie, say, bro, I'm sorry, I ain't lying. I could say this a different way, but I ain't lying about nothing. Do you hear me? Why? Because how are you going to say to a mountain, be that removed and believe that mountain's going to move, but you've been lying everywhere else? See, every, let me tell you something. Every promise in that book is going to push you back to carry And I'm not yelling at you. I don't believe you're lying. But I was just trying to tell you. I mean, you guys think like I get intense sometimes, but I hit that thing. I don't want you lying. Why? You're going to think you're going to lie about this. Then you're going to tell them that. Like, you believe half the stuff you say. So when we gonna, how are we going to pray? You believe half the stuff you pray? If you believe half the stuff you say, you're going to believe half the stuff you pray. Bad cast, so work on it. Be cast in the sea, but shall believe. He shall have whatsoever he says. Watch this, 24. Oh, man, 24, I'll mess you up. Come on, we're leaving. Stand up on your feet, please. Therefore, I say to you, what things soever you desire. Oh, man, wait a minute. What things, what things. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Now faith, now faith, now, 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 now faith is. The substance of these hope for the evidence things not seen by it. We understand the elders attain a good report, and the world was framed by the word of God. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you believe that you, what things soever you desire when you believe you, you're praying a whole lot more than you think you are. Praying is not when you go in some closet and you shut the door. You're praying all day long. I believe I receive. When I, you shall have them. Not to them what? The things I believe I receive when I pray. It could be anything. Well, what's God doing? No, 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 no. Don't put this on God. What do you believe in? All things are possible to him that believes. So you're saying my faith needs to become perfected. Exactly. How do I perfect my faith? That's where the work comes in. Faith comes by hearing. You gotta hear, and you gotta stay in it, and you gotta dig, and you gotta doubt your doubts and push your unbelief out and push against the things you don't believe you can be. Yeah, you know, the stack, yeah, the odds are stacked against you. Big deal. Bring it. Bring it. The minute they tell you you can't, something should rise up in you and say, Watch me show you how. Something in you should be so tenacious. That when they say, you ain't going to turn it, you ain't going to, you should be, you should have quit. Something inside of you should rise up and go, I don't quit. It ain't indeed. God never lost a battle a day in his life and neither do I. He is the, he is the eternal victorious one. The devil is the eternally defeated one. I don't lose. I can't lose. 
I don't lose. I'm not going to lose. I'm, I, I tell you, I cannot be defeated and I will not quit. You stand there and you sit there. I'm not going to be defeated. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to quit. And you want to know what? What I don't understand, he'll work out. And what doesn't work out, I'm going to praise him in it. I'll be like Job. I don't know what in the world's going on. But I'll tell you what, God, I'm going to praise you anyway. You know, Hezekiah liked that, right? He said, you're going to die. The prophet of God showed up at the house and said, you're going to die. He said, get your house in order, you're going to die. He said, you know what he did? He turned his face to the wall and he started praying to God. He said, God, let me tell you what, a grave can't give you praise. Woo! Prophet didn't even leave the house. He jerked him on his shoulder. He said, go back and tell him he got 15 more years. I don't care what it looks like. Don't you, don't you think this is cute? I thought about something the other day. This is so cute. You know what? Jesus usually answers all the storms of your life while he's walking on top of water. They were in that boat, man. It was stormy out there. Stormy. Here come Jesus. They could. They were toiling and rowing, couldn't get nowhere. Here come Jesus dancing on the water. Just ain't that something about Jesus? You're walking, you're in the middle of the storm of life, and here he comes just walking on the water. He's got a way to walk on top of your storms. You know what I'm saying? He's telling you, come on out. Come on out with me. Don't worry, I'll get you out above the storm. Come on. The only way to get out there is faith. That's why we're gonna have a faith seminar for three days. It's gonna do faith seminar. Come in here, learn about faith, figure out, perfect your faith. You got to perfect your faith. It's true. You got to perfect your faith because your faith, my faith too. You think I believe everything? Come on, man. I got to fight my head. I'll tell you what I got to fight. I got to fight my head and I got to fight circumstances because circumstances say this ain't working. You telling me this is better? I, how about the woman in your blood? It got worse. Didn't it? She could have quit and said, bump this. Nor the better but got worse. How many of you been in some situations that haven't gotten better and it started getting worse? Boy, it's easy to praise God when things are going good, huh? Yeah, see, oh, yeah, all the rookies can show up for praise practice then. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. All hell's breaking loose. They got like, huh, 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 huh. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen? Come on, just lift your hands up and say this out loud. Say, Lord. I believe your word. I know it's changing my life. I'm never going to be the same again. Let me go to your promises and find the word to change my life, to change my circumstances, and let me grow in faith greater than ever before. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. You guys did great. Clap for yourself. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.